Drum Roll, the Listening to Brick Hives podcast. Conversations focused on investment and economic policies to watch out for. And I'm your host, Zucker. I am pleased to report that the Nigerian economy thus far has recorded nine consecutive quarters of GDP growth. Of trade tensions between the US and China, imposition of new rounds of sanctions on Iran, breakdown of Brexit negotiations, despite these uncertainties, inflation in the advanced economies remain weaker. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, this is OPM Yojo and this on Jeffrey Wuzaka. So this is the f- debut episode of Break Hive podcast. Our conversations will be centered around investments, opportunities, you know, building your portfolio as a Nigerian and as an African, you know, building a business in a third world economy as they refer to us or <laughs> on emerging economy. <laughs> yeah, an emerging economy. Or simply just diversifying your portfolio. You know, our our podcast is practically the podcast you want to listen to if you want to learn about investing or building so, wealth in an African country. So our, our topic today is basically the impact of COVID nineteen and what a post uh, COVID nineteen um, economy would look like, especially in a country like Nigeria. Okay, what do you think about that? Um, I think it's going to be very, very challenging, one. And uh, I believe, I believe um, as friends and families, it's going, to, like, it's going to pull us more closer to, like, uh, to like, go out and relate more with our friends or family, like, uh, and uh, just, just to know how safe, how, how safe they are. That's, what, that's the, first, uh, the first thing that comes to mind. To reach out to family is and that, friends. Is that, is, that, is that you being ironic, considering in fact that uh, we are not allowed to go out and uh, and uh, get close to other people? At this time? <laughs> I'm I'm I'm, say, I'm saying post COVID nineteen, like post, when it's all over, it's uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll try our best, like uh, try and reconnect with our families and, and friends, it, and like. Uh, fact, I believe I I kind of believe that after after. COVID nineteen is done. People would still people would still be paranoid about making contact with other people. Oh, oh yeah, the meeting people because of you. You first thing that comes to your mind is is this person hygienic? Is um, <laughs> is the person taking care of himself well? Every sneeze, every cough, it's uh, it it may provide kind of a trigger effect, especially especially with people. With some people who have like this. People might start having some sort of like a, a so-called PTSD to COVID nineteen or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know how crazy this world has been from peanut allergies and all different things that has, that are, that were not that were not around like ages ago. That but, but now it's it's uh, it's all the rave. So something like that might actually happen. Like uh, if, if according to, since with with trends that have been going around and. Um, I'm actually thinking about. I'm actually thinking economically speaking, like uh, with people, people will be people will be so super cautious about moving around and uh, moving around too much, like traveling and um, and getting bookings mm-hmm. and like touring. That's gonna be that's mm-hmm. gonna be kind of a big shake up too. That's a huge economic impact because um, I think for the first few for the first few months, if not years, people might restrict restrict their traveling True. you know people might reduce the way they they travel even for business because i mean 
why travel all the way for an important meeting if you can have a Skype call? Yeah, true. Right? As much as possible, people still try to avoid contact because I don't see COVID-19 becoming zip zero. I mean, totally disappearing off the surface of the earth like it never existed. Even though there there has been talks about it disappearing. You know, a lot of people have had different um, talks about, and then they made reference to a certain book that predicted um, the Wuhan 400 virus. Oh, my. Um, oh, my. No, no, no. <laughs> people is like, uh, people is try, always like going over at this moment and try, trying to find um, some, uh, some, escape, some escapism in, in books that talk about uh, pandemics and, uh, mm-hmm. and talk about, uh, and talk about a scenario of a kind of an apocalyptic era and uh, this purpose to be one of them. Um, one question I want to ask you, Jeffrey, is that uh, yeah. do you do you think um do you think this is going to stop uh, like uh it's going to affect like post COVID nineteen it's going to affect uh it's going to affect the uh, uh Igbo traders uh from making travels to China and Asia. <laughs> I want to get your take on it because. Because what, what, what I, I was are you asking with... me that question? Because my my because my last name is Uzoka. <laughs> um, I'm asking you that question because you're a business conscious person more than me, and you have a very very big entrepreneur entrepreneurial spirit. So um, I'm I'm low on that on those qualities. So I want to get your take. Like if like if you have a business dealings, we are and you have, you have a supply chain that extends to China or into Asia. We are with you. How would you go about it post COVID nineteen? All right, you you know you know a lot of people say the internet never forgets, but the truth is, human beings human beings forget. True. A lot of times, a lot of times we we experience um, certain life changing um, events in our lives, and sometimes you think those things would humble people and make them you know, think of their future steps more in-depthly. But the truth is, once the whole, once humans have control over the virus, in quotes, once there is a so-called vaccine or there is a so-called treatment for it or a way to manage it, people go go on with their businesses as if it never happened. Happened. It's just like... um, just like when HIV first started um, becoming popular, people were very cautious about how the um, excuse my language, how the um, people kind of reduced Sexual their promiscuity, okay. yeah, okay. reduced their promiscuity, and then tried and tried as much as possible to be more cautious. But now, because I mean, people living with AIDS, no offense to anybody living with AIDS, but because people living with AIDS are now live normal lives and manage it properly. They don't die yes. from just having the disease. You see a lot of people have loosened up on how they even um, have sexual um, relations with other people. Now, yes. at this time, one-night stands are even more popular than than um, they used to be back then, even before the advent of AIDS. But this conversation is not about oh, HIV. Yeah. My, yeah. My, my, my point is... A few months or a few years after all of this, businesses will continue the way they used to be. The only difference is 
a lot of remodeling would have come into play and um, restructuring would have come into play. And um, entrepreneurs would probably want to save more time in terms of how they do business. People might no longer have to travel all the way to meet. People might um, no longer, people might opt for um, for staff who can work remotely. People might try to get their businesses to be um how would I put it? To be managed the more um yeah and more flexible. Yeah, more flexible. More, more the, and, uh, and experiments experimentation experimentation with the virtual working and uh, exactly even, yeah. Just exactly. mixing it up, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, but after a while people would go back to people would go back to their um, normal lives doing All businesses right. in normal way. Um, one other thing I'd say in, um, in economy of stock, economy of, uh, of, uh, COVID-19 is that, uh, I'm looking at the tourism industry. So, yeah. um, you know, cruise ships, uh, they've been, they've been like one of the, like, uh, the upbringers of uh, coronavirus around, around the world, especially in big countries. So I'm seeing prices for Corona for, um, for cruise ships going drastically down and, um, oh. And I'm also seeing um, I'm also seeing flight tickets pi- price for flight tickets is gonna go down. Either one one it's go down and two uh, there will be much more spacing for for people because people will like to have like their kind of a bit of a privacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people even in yeah, the economy, even if they're in an economy, and they will need and they would like to have more spacing. And um, even without. Uh, uh, passengers voicing a discontent about spacing at all. Uh, airlines just know they have to like uh, work on it. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. That, that means even changing the designs of carrier buses. Yes, of or air of, of air buses and uh, Boeing's. And yeah, wow. just imagine like as of now, like Boeing has been has been uh, almost underwater. It's only airport has been like uh, been okay. So it's 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 gonna be a very very it's gonna be a very tough one around and um like let me let me just let me just go straight to Nigeria. Um APs um and um Arik and Arik and uh, an aero contract and uh, aero contractors I believe. Um price prices will only go down just because of uh, just because of uh the uh, the price for fueling has been down already, so that's maybe so uh, maybe that's maybe good. Logically from, speaking, it should go down because speaking, yeah. jet fuel costs less. It's cost less now. It's uh it's about uh, the benchmark at Brent crude oil is like uh, about twenty dollars per barrel. So um, yeah, I actually just checked. I actually just checked um oilprice.com for for Nigeria's Bunny Light, and it's actually eighteen dollars. Eighteen dollars. Yes, I checked that yeah. about two hours ago. Oh my gosh! Um, because I I know um, APs and uh, and and the rest they won't they won't uh, do any kind of spacing, but the only best thing they can do is to bring down the price because it's it's uh it's much more needed because as of now we have a kind of, there's a kind of an, there's there's much oversupply of oil in the uh in the world markets and people are not, and people and the, the, the thing is that countries like China and India, they are not picking up production because of the pandemic. So nobody's using it. Nobody's using there are a lot of oil out there that people are not even using at all. 
Yeah, but there's been talks about China picking up um picking up now economically yes, in their activities. Slowly. Okay. I, so what 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 we think what we think our, our listeners might might want to listen to or might want to hear is how can you prepare for a post COVID nineteen um era, especially as Africans? What would they do differently or what do they have to do differently? I I think for for, for one I think for one, what what business individuals, what entrepreneurs might want to do, or what they have to do rather, is work on their business models, because our business models in Africa, although our internet penetration in Nigeria at least is about fifty percent, not certain of that number exactly, but what we would have to work on is our business models, how how businesses are operated in in Nigeria. Maybe we shouldn't have so many people clustered in the office between 8 to 5 p.m. Maybe we shouldn't have so many people commuting within Lagos between 4 a.m. and 8 a.m., you know? The number of people, and that's why it's even more difficult to control the virus spread in this part of the world because the sheer number of people standing just to get a bus or rushing and kicking each other just to get a fair, um, how would I put get fair opportunity to, to get to work early. It's, it's quite worrisome. And True. one thing businessmen might want to do is leverage on the internet henceforth, because I mean, the world has gone past the internet age already. We're already talk, talking about the internet of things and yeah, 5G. Of cloud, so, com- yeah. cloud computing and 5G, yes. Exactly. So it's, if Africa wants to, I mean, we can't say Africa is irrelevant now, but if Africa wants to, if Africa decides not to be left behind, they would have to, the, the business people, the entrepreneurs have to change the way things are currently being done. We know that a few people have, a few businesses have, you know, have stepped up to, to show uh, that we can play the game too as well. But then a lot of things might have to change. I think one other thing that I might want you to talk about is is the kind of investments people should be looking at henceforth, you know. In this part of the world, I don't think we really talk about gold and silver as investment vehicles. I, I know you have an experience with um, silver or gold. Yes. Um, my experience my experience with uh, investment in silver and gold is uh, it's, it's more in the, in the UK uh, um, style where um, uh, the Royal Mint makes, uh, makes um, some gold bullions and silver bullions. And uh, you, can, you, can, you can actually buy a share out of it. Uh, you can buy even as much as, as low as 20 pounds of it. And you can increase your portfolio in it to, uh, to almost a bar of a gold, which is like, a, which, as of, which as of when I bought mine, the price then was about uh, 800 pounds. But now eight hundred or nine hundred pounds, but now it's like one thousand six hundred pounds. So um, I don't know if in Nigeria we have that. We have uh, we have a national those vehicle. Uh, we have those vehicle, those special purpose vehicle for for gold minting uh, companies that uh, like you can buy uh, shares or investments out of it. But if not, okay. uh, I, 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 if if not, at least if you can buy that in Nigeria, I'm thinking about. Uh, 
as Nigeria as uh, business as uh, as uh, business people, we can actually uh, try around South Africa. South Africa has something close. Yes, South Africa has something close, but the I think the limitation Nigerians have is we are not really informed about opportunities like this. And in fact, many many other African countries are way back in terms of investments such as these. You know, because it's it's even funny that you can actually buy silver bullions or 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 gold bullions on on Amazon. Oh my. And many people are <laughs> aware of that. In fact, I'm I'm going to publish a paper soon on on um or rather an article soon on investments in gold and then silver. It's going to be on our website, www.embrickhype.com. The the thing is, many Nigerians aren't just aware of of this. I, I think one way people I think one way people might be able to take advantage of this um, time is to kind of like develop themselves. Uh, yeah. I think we're we're heading for a new uh, a new uh, era. A new a new era. Exactly, that's the word. A new era a new where. Age. <laughs> Exactly. We've gone past the Iron Age, we've gone past the um, Stone Age, we've Stone gone past the Industrial Age. And True. somehow, somehow, Nigeria kind of partook in the inter- Internet Age, even if we didn't um, pass through all of these um, ages or one, all of these phases in the right way, you know. And we kind of experienced the Internet Age. And, they, and now people are talking about the Internet of Things and um, 5G. And True. I believe... I believe there'll be there'll be a different era. Um, a lot of things will so change. There's this there's this brilliant take I saw on the Guardian on the Guardian. Uh, the Guardian, uh, Nigeria. No, not Nigeria. The other one, the the one in the UK. All right. Uh, so there are two Guardians, one in UK and one in Nigeria. They're both very good. Like like it's 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 almost like it's almost like the Guardian in the UK. It's like uh, it's like the British version of. Um, the, the British version of the Guardian in Nigeria. They are both. Oh, no, you are making you are making it sound like the British the British one came after the Nigerian one. You should say that the Guardian in Nigeria is the Nigerian version of the British one. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> They are both left wing newspaper anyway. Um, so um, there was there's this um, it's it actually gives us it gives us if it's. They they put out an article that uh, that gives us a very, very that gives us everybody as that read that read the paper about uh, a good view about uh, about uh, the demand for uh, PPEs and face masks and ventilators and respirators. I think it's just something that we've neglected in this part of the world. That, yeah, uh, a lot. It's not going to be serious. It's not an invention. Anybody can take it up and anybody any can make an engineer can actually make an ventilator. Like it's that it's. It can be like, like, like with getting the right instruments. It's not you don't actually you don't actually need a lot. It doesn't. It's not like as if we are trying to make. Uh, we are trying to find some invention in quantum, quantum engineering or and, something. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and just so that, just so that our listeners don't think we're just yapping. I mean, I studied electrical electronics engineering in school, and Okoyemi is is a is a petroleum engineer. So we both know what we are talking about here. Talking about yes. So one 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 possible one possible action I think um, people should take note of is we should um, I think they should stay away from luxury real estate because 
people's buying power would so drop after this period. And it would be unrealistic for you to think that you already, um, the middle class that was already increasing and which, are, which has seriously decreased by now would be interested living in luxury apartments. So if you are buying, if you are thinking of buying a luxury apartment for the purpose of cash flow for rental, I mean, this is, the, this, you should just stay away from it. Yes, in fact, just stay away from it for now. In fact, if you haven't paid so much in installments, I mean, so much um, payments, installment, if you've not made so, so much uh, instrumental payments for, for the property that you're paying for, I mean, even if you are going to make a 10% loss, even if you are going to lose 10%, I would advise that you cash out on it. Just ask for a refund and then put your money in some other tangible investment vehicle because if you want money out of a, of a luxury real estate at this time, you are not going to get money from it for the next two, three, four years, five years. That is if the property is even delivered within the year or next year. And I even see that as very unlikely because constructions have been brought to a halt nobody is yes. doing anything tangible at, tangible at this time you know and it's only logical that you trap your money where it's where it would get the best value so uh my big hope is that uh is that uh the cases in africa doesn't uh, doesn't go that uh doesn't go as uh as bad as in asia or in europe and um and um we are able to curtail it for some good reasons, which is mm-hmm. which is which, 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 which is going to be a very, very hard task to do. Um, but 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 I believe we can be up to the task because if uh, if we can be very good with uh, with handling the situation like Ebola, Ebola, uh, it, it, hey. it, it, it gives us it gives us a kind of a spring a spring in our it's spring in our eels for us to for us to be like uh, uh, up to the task a bit and. Uh, I I really I really commend every, I really commend a lot of Nigerians because they actually like they actually like been uh they actually been um, uh faithful to uh keeping uh the lockdown keeping uh, the uh states like Lagos and uh and uh and Ogun state on lockdown compared to other countries like in uh Zimbabwe or in South Africa where it's uh where the citizens are uh, are revolting and uh, very and, nonchalant about it, and nonchalant about it, and just and even though they have they have an higher case over there, but they just maybe 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 it's misinformation, and um, and uh, maybe they have less trust in their governments. Although we should have yeah. less trust in our own government because because I was, <laughs> I, was, I, was just, I was I was absolutely an absolute joke. But um, I think Nigerians are just naturally paranoid. Yeah, we feel naturally paranoid about things. So I think I think uh, it's working well for us at this moment in time. So yeah, um, that's why we have been extra extra careful. So uh, as we wrap up today's episode of Brick High Podcast, the uh, most important things to take out of today's podcast would be as much as possible, stay away from luxury real estate. I mean, if you have the cash to pay in the in the real estate space, just go for cash flow properties, value property. Two, find a way to get into silver and gold. Maybe gold, maybe gold is not a very good vehicle now because it is expensive, not because it is bad, but silver is yeah. probably fair. And then one last thing is anticipate opportunities because 
during a pandemic and after a pandemic, opportunities will present themselves to make people real cash. So stay safe. I'm Okoyemi Oje and uh, signing out. And I am Zaka. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. That's all for this episode of Rick Hive Podcast. If you like us, to give us a rating. Also, you can subscribe on Google and Apple Podcasts. Visit our website on www.brickhype.com and subscribe to our membership for more informative investment tips and our monthly report for 500 naira or $1 every month.